Hi everyone, happy Freaky Friday and welcome to Shivers. For today's review, we're going to talk about two different movies, newer movies, that are themed for the Halloween season and give you a score on the Shivers scale to see if they really are worth watching. Along with these, I'll share a few of my recommendations for films that are perfect for this time that are sure to keep you binging under warm blankets all weekend long. Starting out with the movie that is always associated with this holiday and time of the year, that is Halloween. For the original Halloween, Michael Myers, our main character, is a young boy who kills his whole family on Halloween night. Each year, he attempts to return to the neighborhood and kill his long-lost sister, Lori Strode. Michael Myers himself is said that he cannot die because of the Curse of Thorn. This is a pagan ritual where a family must be killed by the chosen child, who can then live forever. Michael keeps coming back each year because Lori never died, as Lori was adopted and he didn't know that she was part of the family originally. Michael Myers himself represents the wolf in sheep's clothing. His mask is an inside-out Captain Kirk mask painted white. The mask itself is meant to have humanistic features on an animalistic man. For the original Halloween movie, this was the first white coat slasher. A simple story, a simple character, white face mask, basic outfit, walking around with just a knife. And a fun fact is that this movie's original title was The Babysitter, Mur the Babysitter Murders. As the 13th and supposed final film in the Halloween franchise, Halloween Ends was released this October as the final showdown between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. This movie features your traditional unsaid banter between Michael and Laurie, but with a twist. Michael seemingly possesses the boyfriend of Lori's granddaughter, and Michael grows stronger with each kill that the boyfriend makes. We get some great backstory on the boyfriend, but he ends up dying anyway, prompting the audience to be unclear of the point of his arrival in the story outside of providing the family with false hope and proving that Michael just uses people to get closer to the family. The movie also features some realistic banter between the townsfolk and Lori. Us as the audience see Lori as a victim and a survivor, but the town sees her as this dark shadow that brings death and sadness with her as she's tied to Michael. Once the granddaughter's boyfriend dies, we get the final battle between Michael and Lori, and the film ends with the entire town following Lori to a junkyard where she throws Michael's body into a metal grinder, certainly destroying his body for good. Many people weren't satisfied with this ending, leaving questions as to whether he would possess other people with his powers before dying physically, thus providing this film with a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Based on the shiver scale, I would give this movie about a 3.5 out of 5. I've never been a huge Halloween franchise fan, as I think the story's been played on for too long. However, I was personally satisfied with the ending, as it felt like a true resolve for, for Lori. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would recommend watching this as a classic Halloween movie, but wouldn't overtly praise it. Another movie released this October is the original film, Smile. Smile is a film that almost entirely focuses on our societal fears of mental illness and how we're simply supposed to smile through the pain, even if it's blatantly obvious that we're unhappy. The film follows our main character, Dr. Rose Cutter, a therapist working in an emergency psychiatric facility. She meets a PhD candidate as a patient, with this patient saying she's seeing things smiling at her in real life and that she's smart enough to tell the difference between a delusion and something truly real. She says that these smiling people tell her awful things 
and told her that today is the day she's going to die. Just like that, she snaps, seeing Dr. Rose with a smiling face and running into the corner. She breaks a vase that's on the table, starts smiling, stabs her cheek, and drags it all the way down and across her throat. Rose is in disbelief as she's watching this happen and calls for help, but the patient's already dead. Rose's boss tells her to take a week off, and her unsupportive husband at home tells her to basically sleep it off. She herself begins hearing and seeing things, and soon realizes that this smile syndrome is some sort of curse. She goes to her ex-boyfriend, who's a cop, and asks him to find similar stories or links in his database. He finds a string of people connected, each person witnessing a bizarre suicide, and then killing themselves less than seven days later. Only one person escaped this pattern by killing his neighbor and having someone witness that murder, skipping him and moving on to that witness. The ex-boyfriend and Rose visit this skipped man, and the man tells Rose that this curse or entity feeds on trauma. Rose fantasizes about killing patients in the hospital in order to save herself, but ultimately decides to go to her childhood home and face her past trauma, the trauma of watching her mother overdose in front of her and doing nothing about it. She faces an apparition of her mother in the now-abandoned home, with Rose telling her mother that she releases this guilt and is leaving the house behind, burning it down behind her. She drives to her ex-boyfriend's house, and he begins smiling at her, showing that her efforts were not enough. She closes her eyes and wakes up to see that she's standing outside of her childhood home, not burned down whatsoever. She goes inside, and we see the ex-boyfriend's point of view now, driving towards her location, arriving just in time to see Rose covered in gasoline, smiling, and lighting herself on fire, committing suicide and spreading the chain to him. Rotten Tomatoes rated this movie at a 79%, and based on the shiver scale, this movie comes in at a 3.9 out of 5. I enjoyed the originality of the storyline itself and the calls to mental illness, and I especially liked the music played through the movie, with most scenes sounding like a gramophone being played backwards. This movie was also pretty scary, but many of the scares came from abrupt loud noises, making it a little too cheap of a scare for me. Each suicide and kill was shown on camera, which I appreciate, but the dissatisfying ending and the overblown dramatics of our main character caused this movie to be a little lower on the ratings for me. Also in reading through this review, I realize how similar it is to the storyline of The Ring. So, it has a very similar vibe, especially with the ending being as it is. So I would definitely like to see the comparisons between the Ring movie and this movie. And who knows, maybe even the smiling curse came from Samara herself. Moving on to my own recommendations for this Halloween weekend, I always want to start off a review of Trick or Treat. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. I have a tattoo of Sam, which is our pretty much main character of the trick-or-treat movie and it's just a great way of walking through a whole bunch of different Halloween stories on Halloween night having all of them tied together. So I definitely recommend trick-or-treat for anyone looking for a Halloween movie to watch. Outside of that I would recommend the movie Hell House LLC. This is a little bit more of a lower budget movie filmed mostly on handheld found footage style but it has a really great storyline and a lot of good twists, so I would 100% recommend it. Same thing can be said for the houses that October built. This is one of the first 
found footage movies that I watched where I was legitimately scared, but not out of blatant scares, out of just true, really made it feel like a very low budget movie, but made it truly come together at the end as this awesome story. So The House is October Built, there is a part one and a part two. I would recommend part one. I would also recommend part two. Part two falls apart a little bit. Either way, they're great movies to watch for this weekend. Talks about all the Halloween haunts, going to those, and some of the, the scares of what may be following you home from those Halloween haunts. Uh, moving on to a higher budget version of The House is October Built, there's a movie called Hellfest, which I would certainly recommend. Hellfest didn't do too great in the theaters. I believe it came out in 2017, but I absolutely love this movie. It's a very fun way of looking at a serial killer at a Halloween haunt and the fun that you can have at a Halloween haunt basically just turning on its head and what happens if that happens. So I always recommend Hellfest. It's very fun. I believe that one is on Netflix, so super accessible to pretty much anybody who has Netflix. Um, and as always, I would recommend The Corpse Bride, Coraline, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. These are all animated films, great for the whole family. I, in the past couple of years, have been watching The Nightmare Before, the Nightmare Before Christmas for Christmas itself rather than Halloween, but either way, it's great for both holidays. Why not? Why not both? So I hope you have a fabulous weekend fabulous Halloween weekend, and enjoy some of these iconic and newer spooky films. Hope you have a great weekend, and I will see you all very soon.